apologising for like dog. <laughs> and a new Irish record for Phil Healy, 22.99. Christy Cooney hands over the Sam McGuire Cup to Graham Canty, Cork All-Ireland Champions for the seventh time ever. Hello and welcome to the Star Sport Podcast. My name is Jack McCarran of the Southern Star and I'm joined as always by Star Sport Editor Kieran McCarthy. Before we kick things off, I'd just like to give a gentle reminder to our listeners and viewers to please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and YouTube. It's a county final preview special on the podcast this week as we look ahead to the clash of Clonakilty and the Bars in the Premier Senior Football Final this Sunday at 3pm in Parkaquive. Clon, who are back in the final for the first time since winning in 2006, take on the fancy Bars who were champions as recently as 2018. But as Kieran will tell us in a few moments, it seems as though the Stars may be aligning for a Clonakilty win. Later on the podcast, we're going to be chatting to Clonakilty legend Tom Mannix, whose son Ross is a key member of the current panel. Tom, who was part of the 1996 county final winning team, spoke to Ger McCarthy about that 96 win and what Clon being back in the final means for the Brewery Town. And then, for the more dispassionate view of the game, we'll be joined by ex Cork footballers Michal Hawley O'Sullivan and Dear McDuggan, who'll deliver all of the insights you'll need ahead of Sunday's game. Both Dermot and Hawley will also give us their big game verdicts. But Kieran, before we get in to the nitty gritty of Sunday's game, why don't you share with us your own theory as to why you think the cards might be about to fall in Clonakilty's favour? The stars are aligning, Jack, um, especially for, for Clan Kilty ahead of Sunday's final. So let's look at the similarities between 2021 and 2009, which is the last time that Clan Kilty got their hands on the ND Scandal Cup of a crowned car. 2009, which is, of course, what I meant to say in my intro as opposed to 2006. You were thinking of 1996. The Clan have won yeah. so many senior football titles. They've won nine. They're the most successful Carberry West Cork club when it comes to winning the, the Cork Senior Football Championship. So 1996, 2009, and hopefully Touchwood will add 2021 to that list. But back in 2009, um, Clan's last senior football final appearance, they played the Bears, who are this Sunday's opponents, and Clan beat the Bears in 2009. So hoping that Lightning will strike twice this weekend. And also in charge of the Bears, uh, sorry, in charge of Clan. Um, in 2009 was Mike Hawley O'Neill and Hawley is back in charge of the clan senior footballers again this season and they find themselves in a county final so there are a couple of strong links between 2009 and, and 2021 and if you want to go back even further if you go back to 1996 um, I think Clan beat Duhallow in a quarter final that year and this year Clan B to hello in the quarterfinal. So I'm finding links left, right and centre here. But the main thing is, hopefully, hopefully, that the Stars will align for Clan this Sunday. Well, Kieran, as I mentioned at the top, we're going to be talking to Tom Mannix in a few moments. And we'll also have analysis and previews of the game with Dear McDuggan and Holly O'Sullivan. But before we do that, we probably should just chat about the game a little ourselves. And I want to get your own take and your own big game prediction. But we might start with... 
the path to the final for both sides. And obviously they had almost identical paths because they both came through the same group. And that was a group where Clonakilty and the Bars also faced off against Island Rovers and Ballincollig. And both sides beat Island Rovers and Ballincollig. Clonakilty beat Island Rovers on a scoreline of 310 to 11 points. They also beat Ballincollig 110 to 12 points. The Bars beat Ballincollig 215 to 117 and they beat Island Rovers 17 points to 111. But what's interesting, I think, about that group, Kieran, is that the Bars' easiest victory in the group in terms of scoring difference came against their opponents in Sunday's county final. They beat Clonakilty 112 to 15. So what, if anything, can we take out of that line of form in the group stage? We'll talk about the knockout stage in a moment, but just from the group, because they played the same teams and they played each other. We were looking at Clannacilty first, so I was in, in Roscarby when Clann beat Ireland in, in that first game, and that's a goals win games, roll out that cliche for this one, because um, Clann got three goals that day, and that was the difference between them and Ireland Rovers, Darrow Shea, I think, got 2-5, but it's the second game when Clannacilty beat Bell and Colling. that's the key game from the group stage for, for Clannacilty, because almost the exact same situation unfolded last season, when Clan uh, met Ballincollig in the group stage, and Clan needed to win that game against Ballincollig, but it was actually Ballincollig who beat Clan, and that ended Clan's hopes of getting out of the out of the group stage and into the knockout phase. But this year, Clan Achilty beat Ballincollig, and that was important for so many reasons. First, it booked Clan's ticket to the knockout phase, and second, it was a psychological boost that it gave this group of players. And they've spoken about it in the last couple of weeks as well. And I was talking to Sean White and Liam O'Donovan. Um, because over the, the over the past five, six, seven seasons, Clan have not beaten much class as a big team. And Ballincollig are a big team in the county senior football championship. They were winners not too long ago. They were they were finalists and, and so on. So um for Clan Kilty to beat Ballincollig, and even the way they beat them with a very late winner from Darrow Shea, it showed it showed character, it showed balls, it showed that this team um, didn't want to be rolled over. And I remember talking to Liam O'Donovan before the Do Hello game, and he said that this clown team, they got together before the championship, and they said they're just sick of losing games. They know they have the talent in the, in the ranks, but they pulled together. They've really pulled together this year. And that Bell and Collie game was so important because it showed, showed them with all their hard work and all, all the talent, combined the two, that it can get results. So after two games, after those wins against Ireland and Bell and Collie, Clan were already through to the knockout stage before they faced the Bars in their last group game. And this was a dead rubber as such because both the Bars and Clan were already through to the knockout stage. So what they were playing for was, was top spot in, in the group. And the Bars did win that. Like you said, I think they won at 112 to 15. So they won by, by, um, by seven points. But what's interesting here is that's Bars' lowest scoring tally in the entire championship. And I think that that's quite important here. Clan uh, kept Stephen Sherlock to one two that day, and even Sherlock's goal came from a from a pretty bad Clan mistake. So um, while Clan lost that game, they can still take positives from it, and they'll take a lot of learnings from it too. But the overriding factor before we talk about the knockout stage and the final is that the Bears top that group, and the Bears are the big big favourites on Sunday. Yeah, absolutely, and a good point you made there with regard to the Bears' <coughs> low scoring against Clonakilty, and Clonakilty did have a very solid defence throughout the group stage. But what they also had was an eye for goal. They scored five goals in the group stage and only conceded one. That was against 
the bars, but they haven't managed to score a goal in, or they haven't managed to score a goal since because in the semi final they beat a, a very strong Duhalo side, thirteen points to one nine, and in the semi final they beat another well fancied Douglas side, fifteen points to one eleven. So extremely impressive wins over two very good teams. On the other side of the draw. The Bars, who hadn't really found their goal-scoring boots in the group stages, certainly found them in the knockout stages because they beat Aero Og 116 to 12 points in the quarterfinal. And then, of course, that famous penalty shootout victory over Castlehaven after the game had finished 316 to 316 after extra time. So both teams have had very different paths to the final because... We said on last week's show, the semi-final win over Douglas for Clonakilty was quite comfortable despite the close score, whereas the Bars had to go through the ringer to beat Castlehaven. So what can you take out of the two knockout games that both sides have had to reach the final? Again, like um, like with Clan beat Brennan Connick, I think the fact that Clan beat a season to hello team and beat a Douglas side that was a top-ranked um, team from the group stage, again, two huge wins for Clan. So momentum is building, and that's a key word with Clan right now, momentum. They have momentum behind them. Um, they've won four out of their five games in, in this year's championship. And this Clan team is built on their defence. They're... We've spoken about it before. Six of that back seven have played for Cork at, at some at some um, some level, be that minor under twenty one or senior. That's the platform for which Clan build. That's the platform which this Clan team is built. And it's not stretching the imagination to say that Sunday's final is the Clan defence against the Bears attack because the Bears are free scored. And Stephen Sherlock, they have the they have the inform forward in the county. He got two ten against Castlehaven. Like that man is in the the best form of his life and. And um, Clan know they need to keep him quiet. They need to, I don't know how you keep a man like that quiet, but you need to curb his influence as, as much as possible. But Finn Bars, the Bars, they're free scoring. Like you said, 316 against the Haven. Like the Bars can rack up a big score. So that's what I'm looking at Sunday's final. I look at how the Clan defense can hold the Bars attack and keep her scoring down. But at the same time, how Clan Akilty can get enough scores up the other end. Because Clan have scored four goals in this year's championship. Freedom came in that first game against Island Rovers. And to win the county final on Sunday, Clan, I think, would need to get goals. I'm not sure would points be enough against this Bears team. And when I'm looking at Clan, Darroche is their top scorer by a stretch. Um, but a lot of his scores can come from freeze as well. But what's reassuring and encouraging for Clan is that in the semi-final against Douglas, Sean McAvoy and Ross Mannix combined for six points from play each. And they need that again on Sunday. They need that plus another one or two points. And you need more points even from the likes of Sean Whitebottom forward. Um, David Lowney, if he can get on the scoreboard, even off the bench. Clan need scores from everywhere to beat this, this, um, this Bears team because Clan don't have that outstanding forward that the Bears have in, in the shape of, 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 of Stephen Sherlock. So having watched the teams progress today, to the county final, I, I just think how that clan defense can hold the bars attack and then get scores at the other end. I think that's going to be key. But a big thing here, Jack, is the loss of Liam O'Donovan to um to clan. Like this is a it's a hammer blow to clan, but especially to Liam himself. Like that man has been through the ringer injuries over the last 15 months. Um spoke to him before the game against Douglas and he was telling me about his journey from after he ruptured his ACL. That was July 2020 in a challenge game against Valley Rovers. Nine months out, he was coming back. And then I think next was his hamstring. 
his hamstring went in before he was meant to start for Cork in a, against Westmead in a relegation game back in May. And then when he was coming back from that, he hurt his ankle. So 14 and a half, 15 months without a game. Then he came back. Then he was, he came back in that game against Ballon Colleague, uh, that, that clown one that we spoke about. And he, um, we gave him the man of the match that day. Um, played against um, the Bears then in the group stage, but came off at half time with a hamstring injury. Played the full game against Duhalo in the quarterfinal. Almost played the full game against Douglas, but he, he injured his hamstring again towards the end of that game. And uh, the news is he's out of the county finals. So big, huge blow at the clan because in, in, in that half-back line, clan had with Sean White and Liam Donovan, like, they are two incredible players. They're two inter-county standard players. And they bomb forward and they're energetic and they're the links and so on. So to lose Liam is, is a blow, but especially for the man himself. Like, kind of put the match to one side for a moment, what Liam has been through the last 15 months and the frustrations of all those injuries and now to be setting out at the start of another rehab journey again, like your heart to go to the man because he's such a positive character. I was even saying that to him after our last chat. I said, your positivity just shines true. Like you were out for 15 months. Did you could hear the excitement in his voice and he was just glad to be back. Um, so he's going to miss Sunday's final, but um, no doubt the Clannads would love, love to win it for Liam because he's been such an integral part of their under success and um, this season. So big blow for Clan, but hopefully the lads can do it for him on Sunday. Yeah, gutting for Liam O'Donovan. And as you say, the Clannacilty players would love to win it for him. But the question now, Kieran, I'm going to put to you is can they? Because it's prediction time and you've given us all the background. We know what's likely to happen if the analysis is anything to go by. But how will the game actually finish what will the scoreline be how close can you get your prediction to the actual outcome reputation on the line kieran let's do it this is heart and head stuff to be quite honest with you because everyone outside the clan has the bars as favorites and you can see why like they they have that experience they've they won the county final in 2018 they've been regular semi-finalists they've been at the business end a lot more than this clan team because it's worth noting as far as I know, this no none of the clan players have played in a county senior football final before. So they don't, they don't have experience of this big stage, unless Thomas Clancy was involved back in 2009, because I know he was in 2010, but he was maybe 17 or 18 at the time. But you could say the bulk, the majority of this clan team have never played in a club game of this magnitude before, while the Bears have that experience of only a couple of years ago. So... If we're looking at big match experience, just obviously to tick the bars, give the bars a tick there. Um, if you're looking at the attacking power, you've Stephen Sherlock. Like, like I said, that what he's put up 335 or something crazy like that. So the bars have the better attack. I think Clan have, have have the better defense. Um, so putting my reputation on the line, even though the head says bars, the heart is saying Clan for some reason. Um, but a lot needs to go right for them on the day. A hell of a lot needs to go right for them on the day. You need the bars to be off form as well. You need the Bears to be at, at 75, 80%, and Clan need to have their best performance of the season. But we've seen enough in the last couple of games to see that this Clan team is on an upward curve. Like Thomas Clancy has been superb at fullback. Sean White had his best game in the Clan jersey the last day. And even the likes of Morris Shandy and Dan Pete in that fullback line, they're men of inter-county experience as well. Like they're, they're used to playing in big games, so they can handle that experience. Um, in, in midfield, you're going to have uh, Joe Grimes and Ben Ridgeway, and how they, how they negate or Corbin McGuire will be crucial too. Mark Collins did quite a good job on McGuire in the semi-final um, 
the, the last days. So maybe there's learnings that that the clan will take from that. And then you're just hoping up front that it clicks, that it clicks for clan, that the likes of Darrow Shea, McAvoy, and Mannix will will come up with those scores and enough fellas chip in. But I'm gonna I'm gonna just edge for for a clan win. And maybe it's the, the Southern Star West Car Cat here. And I'd be accused of that, of course, accused of, of bias being um being here in West Cork and with the star, but the stars are aligning to, to, to some degree. Um, I think Clan can do it, and if they do it, it'll be a low-scoring game. Um, so it could be like a, a 114 to 112 win for Clan, something along that lines. Um, two Kerrymen, two for, for Clan there in Darrow O'Shea and, and Joe Grimes. So maybe a, a bit of Kerry Gold could um, Clan have a fierce reputation of Kerry, Kerry footballers over the years playing a big role. So that Roche to be men of the match as as clan clan sneak uh tenth county senior football title. Well, there's your star prediction from our sports editor, Kieran McCarthy. He has it clan 114 to the bars, 112. In a few moments, we're going to hear from two very well versed club men and county men in West Cork, Dermid, Duggan of Island Overs and Holly O'Sullivan of Carberry Rangers. And we're going to get their analysis and predictions. But first, we're going to get the view from inside Clonakilty as Joe McCarthy has been catching up with 1996 county title-winning player Tom Mannix. His son, Ross, is also involved this weekend. Now, we are delighted uh, here on the Southern Star podcast to be joined by a member of the Clonakilty 1996 County Senior Championship winning team, a famous day for the club and a victory over a star-studded UCC at Parky Cueve. He, along with his teammates, are going to be presented uh, at Parky Cueve on Sunday uh, at halftime during the Clonakilty and St Finbar's 2021 Premier Senior Football Championship final. And that man is Tom Mannix. Tom, you're very, very welcome to the Southern Star Podcast. Hi, Jared. Good to talk. Um, before we get into 96 and what's happening in Clan and St Finbar's, a lovely moment for your family this coming weekend because your son Ross is on the panel um, something I'd imagine that fills you and your family with a lot of pride Yeah sure we're, we're, we're very proud of Ross and his team uh, mates um, they've worked very hard all year the, the year started with I suppose low expectations but uh, a combination of hard work and effort and an odd bit of luck thrown in here and there they've, uh, they've managed to get through to a county final which is a great uh, a great achievement yeah Indeed it is. And as you said, it's been a real team effort this year. And each of the players has said that uh, through each, with, each passing, with each passing game. And for 2009, to get out of the group was one of the things that the players really wanted to do. Now, they were in a very tough a tough group with St. Finbars, with Balancolic, with Iron Rovers. But Tom, did you see a boost in the team as soon as they managed to do that and get out of the group? I did. I think um, the last couple of years they've had difficulty, I suppose, winning games and getting out of the group since the, the structure changed. But they got a lot of confidence from winning the, the game against Balancolic and winning, winning the game against Island Rovers, even though they lost the St. Finbars. I think they lost by about seven points there. So, But, but at that stage, they, they had qualified, so the pressure was off. So they got a lot of confidence and they went into the Duhalo game with uh, with great confidence and it was pretty much 50-50 on the day. Yeah, and those 50-50, that, that confidence gained has seen them get over Duhalo. It's seen them come through a really tough test from Douglas and they're now in a county final. Um, you can sense the buzz around Clannacilty already. I would imagine you'd, you'd, you'd have seen and experienced it yourself. 
it's a lovely lift for any club to get to a county final because everybody's invested in it everybody hopes for the best and wants to get behind the team yeah it is a great lift um it's great to see um, underage boys and girls from, you know, six, eight, ten years of age up in Parky Cleave for the last two games. And again, obviously for the final, um, it'll, 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 they'll all be, have their jerseys on, they'll have their flags. And it's a fantastic day out and it, it'll, it'll it be in their memories forever and it'll hopefully spur them on to achieving the same, the same kind of targets when they grow up and, 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 and play, play at senior level. That's the real essence of it, Tom, isn't it? Like that the youngsters get more out of these days than everybody else for parents or for supporters like ourselves and people who've experienced days in the stands and on the pitch. It's a huge day, but for kids, it's something, it's a memory that will last a lifetime. It is indeed, yeah. You can't, uh, you can't beat it. I mean, we, we won the county in 1996 and, you know, it's no coincidence that in 2003 we, we reached the final. Uh, Castlehaven beat us. And then in 2009, and I've no doubt that those kids who got to those finals were all at the final in 1996. And they were taken in by the success and the drama and the whole, the whole spirit of the whole thing. And that spurred them on to, 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 the, to their own efforts. Indeed, that's very well said. Now, one thing we have to talk about, though, is the challenge that's facing Clannacilty in this county final. You've seen St. Finbar's up close. You've watched them throughout the season. You know what Paul O'Keefe has at his disposal here. And anybody that had any doubts about just how good this Bears team is would have seen in the semi-final victory on penalties over Castlehaven. This is a serious, serious outfit and a team that were tipped by many at the start of the championship to be there at the end. What are your impressions of this, of this really, really talented team? Yeah, they're, they're they're a very good team. They're they're a serious outfit. Um, I don't think, to me, they don't have a weak link. Um, you know, they've they've put up very big scores. They scored three sixteen last Sunday, albeit with an extra an extra twenty minutes. But but still, at the end of normal time, I think they're three eleven, three twelve. Um, so it's and, and and at the same time, they had I think wides in the high teens. So they're getting enormous possession. Um, they have uh, a star-studded team. I think they've they've got the the, the obvious names that roll off the tongue are, are you know Maguire, Sherlock. Um, they've got uh, Brian Hayes. They've got Sam Ryan. So right through the team, uh, John Kearns' son is in goal. Um, so right through the team, they've 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 got stars. They've got high work rate. Um, and as I said, they're putting up big scores. Um, Clannacilty have met them quite a number of times over the last few years and we they've they've had the upper hand over us um they've both in the league i think in the league final this year in the group stage last year the group stage this year they've they've beaten us so we'll be really up against it um but but looking forward to the day i think i think the clannacilty team are growing in confidence as as we go through the competition they are, and you're right to point out just the depth of that talent that the Bears currently have because they have four or five, if not more, players that came off the bench against the Haven and made an impact. That's the depth of their of their squad. But can I ask you, most people will talk about Stephen Sherlock as the mo- one of the most naturally gifted forwards in the county, and I'd imagine you'd agree with that. But f- I remember you playing midfield for Clonakilty, and I remember how going up and down the pitch and fielding and the, the kind of things that people, if, you, if your midfielders aren't doing that, nothing else is really going to work. And I think of Ian Maguire and I see what he has done, not just this season, but over the last couple of seasons with the Bears as a fellow midfielder and somebody that would have played that position and played it so well. 
for Clannacilty, what are your impressions of, of, of Ian McGuire and his importance to the Bars? He's very good. He's very important to the Bars. And I think likewise with the, the Cork Intercounty Senior Football Team, um, he, he's a vital cog. He's a key member. He's the captain of the Bars team. He is the leader, uh, both in attack and defence and, and in the midfield. Uh, the the um the team rallies rallies around him. He had Brian Hayes playing midfield with him uh, a lot on Sunday. Um, Brian Hayes subsequently went into the forwards and and I think Commons came on. Um, but but while Brian Hayes was with him, it, they were a very good combination. Brian Hayes was was tending more forward and he was he was getting into scoring positions. Whereas the work rate of, of Ian Maguire was phenomenal, very very good. Um, I suppose the other point I'd make in relation to the bars is they they've won it. I think is it two years ago or three years ago they won the competition. They were beaten last year in the semi final on penalties. Um, they would argue, I think, unluckily, um, but they they turned that around last Sunday. So they're a team. They're, they're a team of seasoned campaigners. They've got a very good backroom team. And, um, and, and they'll, you know, they're, they're, they're around the block. Whereas the Clannacilty team is, is quite young, quite inexperienced. Um, you know, Ross and, and, and a lot of his buddies, Sean McAvoy, David Lowney, Mark White, they're all 23, 24. Um, I think the oldest player is possibly, um, Thomas Clancy at 27, 28. So I, I think it's, it's quite a young, um, it's quite a young team with, with not, with not a lot of experience. So again, the bars have, have I think, the upper hand there. Yeah, and it's a fair point. I mean, people will say we're being kind of pro vice Cork here, but the reality is, as you pointed out there with the age profile and the fact that Owen Ryan selector said immediately after to win over Douglas, this is bonus, bonus territory because they themselves wouldn't necessarily have thought they were going to get to a county final. They'd have aimed for it. But because of the age profile and because they're up against such a seasoned team that's been at the business end over the last couple of years, Clanner underdogs and big underdogs going into this county final. Yeah, I would agree, Jar. I mean, um, there's no there's no sugarcoating that. I mean, it's not just playing the game. I mean, they're they're very much underdogs um, for for many reasons, which I've already outlined. I think um, I think they're going to be up against it. You know, the, the the depth of the bars panel you mentioned earlier that that they brought on probably five or six subs last week. And I don't think it weakened the team at all. In fact, it possibly strengthened it at the time. Um, so they have they have a big panel. They've uh, they, they they play for each other. They 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 won it. They have they they feel they've unfinished business from last year. I think they they felt they they should have won it last year. They did. They got knocked out by Castlehaven in a, in a thrilling semi final. Um, and uh, and they're back on a mission now. I think so. They will be very hard to uh, to overthrow. Indeed, they will. So it's going to be a cracking final, a wonderful day for Clan GA Club that you and your family can look forward to. Hopefully, we'll come out, Clan Akilty will come out the right side. But as you said, big underdogs. Let's go back to 96. Because in 1996, Clan Akilty barely got over Shandoon in the first round in Bandon. I don't know if you remember it. But in that run to the final that year, Tom, you scored in every game, barred a semi final against St. Finbars from midfield. You were a regular score of a point or two, and it was something that was very important at the time because all of Khan's games were close that year. When I say 96 to you, is there a specific moment? Is there a specific game? Or was it the final and the whole day beating UCC that, that comes to mind first? Um, I, I think 
Uh, funny enough, your memory is better than mine, Ger. I, I, I couldn't have remembered that I scored in every game. I didn't think so. But uh, anyway, um, look, every game had something to to, to remember by. Uh, I can vividly remember the Shandoon game. Um, I was a sub on that on that on that day. I, I came on. I think maybe in the second half, early in the second half, myself and Ono Manny, <laughs> we we came on. I think I think we both scored on the day, and it was quite a low scoring game. Mark Not Mark Notton, I think, tells us that he scored everything else. So, um, <laughs> but um, the, we we then went on to play Ballon Colleg uh, in a in a gorgeous summer's evening out, up up in uh, Newcastle. And that was a that was a thrilling game. They had Padgy Amani, the Fergal Cahan playing on the same day. They, uh, a guy called Jerry Wing. Uh, he was as tough as nails playing midfield. Um, he, he he had some great battles with Jerry over over the over the years. Uh, again, we pulled through by a couple of points. I think Brendan Walsh got maybe one or two goals the same night. Um, uh, we then went on to play, um, if my memory serves me, do Hallow down in down in Coachford, and I got. Uh, I got a goal. I was lucky enough to get a goal that day. Uh, it was a very wet and murky day. Um, you, you, you know, it was quite foggy. You, you couldn't see from one end of the field to the other. Um, but, but we pulled through again. Played against Danny Cullity. Danny Cullity was playing that day. And they had a number of very good players, but we, we pulled through. And then the famous night in, in, uh, in Bandon when we played, uh, we played the Bahars. And uh, Brian Murphy went for an early shower. I think he took a break. He decided he had enough done. <laughs> but uh, he, he we, we uh, and that was the night, obviously, that um, that we played with fourteen men for I think probably the whole second half and some of the first half. Um, but it was it, it, it was it was a thrilling game again. A beautiful summer's evening in Bandon, and it finished with uh, Padraig Griffin getting blocked down. We were we were two we were points down. Padre got a ball, went for a goal, it was blocked, and he went for a goal again when he got it back, and, and he got it, and we won by two points, which was uh, which was a, a thrilling game, really. I mean, that was that was probably the the highlight of the uh, of the year, and then of course the final um, final was a very wet day. The day itself was was probably dry, but it rained a lot that weekend, and we played we played UCC, who had, as you say, a star-studded team. They had players from all over the, over the place. They had, they had Kerry players, they had Clare players, they had Waterford, Limerick, obviously a few Cork players playing with uh, playing with junior clubs and intermediate clubs. So again, um, we uh, but I think by that stage we we built up a lot of momentum. We had a fantastic spirit in the team, and uh, we we managed to pull through by I think a couple of points in the end. I think Terry Dillon. Terry Dillon scored a goal, which, which proves to be the, the difference between the teams really in the end. And that, that goal scored maybe midway through the second half. But, you know, a fantastic year, absolutely fantastic year. And the, what, what, what really made it, I suppose, was the fact that it had been, I think, 40 odd years since Clannacilty had won the, the county. They, um, they had been in a number of finals and had been, I think, unluckily beaten in a few of them. But they had never won since 1952, I think. And um, you know, it, it was it was a lot a pent up emotion, I think, when 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 we won that day. Um, and and the final was was just just unbelievable. It was it was amazing scenes, both in Parky Cave and back in the town. And it, it was a brilliant experience, fantastic experience. Yeah, you you've summed it up beautifully there because um, I remember being in the stands that day. I remember 
shouting and roaring and not understanding at, at the final whistle, the reaction, I will never, ever forget the reaction at the final whistle of the supporters, the huge crowd that was there, the atmosphere. But what I also won't forget, Tom, is what it did for Clannacilty, the tone, not just in the immediate few days, but in the years and so afterwards. We had a team we could be proud of again, and we had a team in a football club, and, you know, we grew from that. Let's hope it's not too long before we get those feelings again. We're not saying it will be this weekend or any weekend after or whatever like that, but I think you understand from being a player, um, what a lift, as we we alluded to earlier on, what a lift getting to a county final has already done for Clannacilty. And whether we win, lose or draw, that there's a young core of players there to build around over the next few years. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with that. And again, I, I'd reiterate again the, the importance of having, having a, a successful senior team. And they don't have to be successful every year, but they have to be successful every so often. And it gives the the youngsters, both girls and boys, that the, the somebody to look up to, somebody to aspire to be, and 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 it brings, you know, it it, it just feeds the the conveyor belt for the future. Um, but but the the effect on the town is fantastic. You see lots of flags, lots of bunting. Uh, I met Paddy Sam today, and I, he he told me he was working on on a song. I'm not sure how far he'd get now, but. Um, Paddy, Paddy is our, our, our musician when it comes to county finals, but um, but no, it, it does mean an awful lot to people, and uh, it gives everybody a lift. It shortens the winter, as they say. Well, listen, uh, you help shorten a lot of winters for Clannacilty supporters, don't you? The years, I hope you enjoy the county final being presented with your teammates at halftime, and hopefully uh, the day goes well for everybody concerned. Tom Mannix, thank you very very much for taking the time to speak to us here on the Southern Star Podcast. Thanks, sure. Thank you. Bye bye. We're a couple of days away now from the County Premier Senior Football Final between Clan and the Bears. I'm delighted to be joined on the podcast by Michal O'Sullivan and Dermot Duggan, two men who know uh, a lot about these two teams on, on, on Sunday and a lot about football in general. And I'm going to come to you first, Dermot, because you were part of the Island Rovers management team this year and you played both Clan Kilty and the Bears in the group stages. Um, did you think then when you were playing them that you were looking at the two county finalists? Um, I suppose we didn't really, um, I suppose, Kieran. Um, you know, with the bars, with their recent history, I suppose you always kind of think the bars are going to be there at the business centre, right? Um, clan, um, they seem to get better even as the, as the year progressed. You know, um, it was interesting before they played us, they um, had a number of league games where they were very open um, and they seemed to be playing more of a, an attacking style. But then... They, coming up to our game, they leaked a few goals in a, in a couple of their games and they seem to completely change style. And it's a system that seems to have worked for them now because they've definitely got the balance right between defence and attack, you know. And, um, you know, it's it's huge credit to them, uh, down to whether it's their management style or, or whether it's the players themselves and their work rate. But uh, they've put themselves in the picture um, at the business end. And um, so I suppose at the start of the year, you probably wouldn't have said clan, but um, you would always give the bars a shout, of course. But... Um, you know, Clan deserve huge credit for that. Holly, uh, we were chatting in the podcast recently about Clan, and they were unexpected quarter finalists and unexpected semi finalists, and now they're unexpected finalists. But like David said, there they're getting better game by game by game. You were in Parky Queen recently to see the semi final against Douglas. Did, did you feel they took it on again from their quarter final performance against Tuhello? Well, I suppose the, the 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 big change for me in that game compared to the Tuhello game was. You know, they, they were carrying the ball far more against Duhello. Well, you know, the, the conditions were far poorer. But 
when you saw the likes of Sean White and Liam Donovan and Grimes and David Lowney and these boys crossing the halfway line and instantly getting their heads up and looking for the, the pockets of space for the likes of McAvoy and Mannix and letting that ball in quicker. Because those guys aren't the most physical, but they are very pacey and they will score. I know that from my time involved with them in school games. So, look, the, that that was the big change. And like Dermot said, they are, they are getting better game on game. They are growing in confidence. No. I suppose overall they would still be categorized as an inexperienced team at this end of the championship, but they have an awful lot of players who have played at a high level, who have experience at that level, and that will come for that. Just back to you for a second, Dermot, and you actually mentioned how Clan set up uh, against G in that first game. And if you look at the Clan as a, as a whole, their back seven is probably the strongest part of that team. We mentioned before six of that that, that seven have played for Cork at, at some level. You've Mark White and goal. You've Thomas Clen- Clancy. He's a rocket full back. You've Sean White and Liam Donovan were immense the last day against Douglas, Dan Peter, Morris Shanley, and even on 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 DC there as well. Um, that that clan defense, can you talk to me about when you set up the play against them? What, what was your thinking? How are we going to try and, and get through there? You see, uh, we actually we were we we had kind of decided and we, we kind of expected them to set up like that, but it's a, it's one thing talking about how we're going to play against them, it's another thing actually doing it. And I suppose we were hoping to stretch them. Obviously, number one, we were trying to keep the game as wide as possible when we when we were attacking them. So we were hoping our half forwards, our wing forwards would hug the touchlines and open them up as much as we could. I suppose the second thing is you're looking for massive movement inside um, in in our forward line to open them up as well, so that you're maybe um, you're running from corner forward out to centre forward, you're running from corner forward to wing forward, and you're so. It, trying to create gaps that someone then from behind can power forward into that gap that's created. So um, that, that was one way. And, and I suppose the third way then is you're trying to get runners from behind ahead of the ball as well. So they do pack their defence. They have a lot of numbers and a lot of men there. So you're hoping that when, when guys run from defence that they continue their runs past that blanket and drag men out of there because it's all about shifting that defence all over the place so that you do create these pockets. But as I said at the start, it's one thing saying it, and it's another thing doing it. You know, it's not that easy when they have huge numbers there. Um, Clan are very disciplined. They, they work hard there. There's an awful lot of teams bring people back there, and they just uh, ball watch. But Clan are very aware. They, they work hard. Um, they communicate well to each other. So defensively and as a whole team unit, they work very, very well. And they will uh, pose a lot of problems for St. Finbars because... Um, you know, St. Finbar's a lot of their games they played, even against Castlehaven, it was kind of free-flowing football into in, but they're going to come uh, up against something slightly different now against Clan, and they'll have to they'll have to find the answers to that. Just, just on that, Holly, again, it makes a good point. Like, the Bears have been shooting the lights out, 3-16 there against Haven in the in the semi-final. They put up big scores in their group game. I think they got 1-16 against Aero Oak as well. Like, Stephen Sherlock is having the campaign of his life. He's a championship's top scorer. But the Bears won't have faced a defensive unit like like what Clan possess. Do you think that that Clan that Clan team that Clan defense is good enough to to hold the likes of Sherlock and Co? Well, I suppose the the, the worrying thing when you talk about the the Castlehaven game is that the Bears scored three sixteen, but also had seventeen points. You know, so that is a dangerous step in itself, and I know it is over a longer period of time. But even if you watched the Bears. You know, when the Haven were three up with, with time up in extra time or with three or four minutes to go, like the Haven did try to pack their defence. But the Bears were patient, 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 and they wait for Sherlock, wait for Sherlock. He's dormant, he's dormant. The next thing he makes a run across the crowd and his men might get caught 
in the in the clutter of all the players that are there, and I need the yard, and it's off the shoulder, pop over the bar. Plus the fact as well, they're power runners, not the likes of Maguire, um, Brian Hayes, uh, Dennis O'Brien, Owen Commons, huge men, 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, if they get onto that ball at pace and they see gaps and they're able to take the ball into that gap, you know, a lot of those stand defenders, like they're, they're, they're well able, but it's going to be a physical challenge to tackle these guys and stop them without falling. You know, so look... The Bears are the kind of team they went toe to toe with Castlehaven the last day and went man to man because Castlehaven were going that way. They have faced packed defenses before. You know, we've we've packed defenses against them, but their power running game, if they get that going and if they get the ball moving at pace around that packed defense, they will trouble the clan defense. There's no doubt about that. But on the other hand, like clan probably have two backs. Uh, Plus the fact Garrod Barry is sitting there the whole time. And if I was Harley, I'd be detailing Garrod Barry on the second man with Sherlock. Because Sherlock will lose his men in the clutter of players. And Garrod Barry has got to be there then to make sure he doesn't get a shot off because he'll shoot on sight. Doesn't really matter. They'll tell him shoot on sight. He goes 10 wides, he might get 10 points. But he'll shoot on sight. And they've got to be careful of that. Remember, just to follow up on that and on Stephen Sherlock for a second, I was just checking there. I think it's 335 he's got in this year's championship in 317 from play. Like, that's outstanding scoring. We saw against Castlehaven, it was 210 he he racked up that day. How did you set up against Sherlock to try and, and keep him quiet? Because when a player is that good, you're never going to kind of keep him scoreless the, the full game. Is it just trying to corp his threat as much as, as much as you possibly can? And if so, how do you do that? I suppose you're always very aware, obviously, of a player of, of his calibre. Um, I suppose, number one, you're probably going to put your best man-marking uh, man on him to begin with anyway um, after that every other t- every team has its own way of defending you know some people bring back a plus one and maybe that plus one goes over and helps um, that guy other teams bring huge numbers back you know they might bring four or five back and they're trying to clutter out that whole space so um, what we did was, was we'd been kind of using the system all year where we brought back a plus one and uh, that plus one was helping out whenever he could um, and strange enough um, I'm not sure what he ended up with that day it wasn't one of his best days you know um we had Sean Minahan on him I think he did a reasonable job on him as well um but you know one man as Holly said one man definitely isn't enough in him because they do look for him he's their talisman every time and he's the guy that wins games for them and um shooting on side as Holly mentioned again like that is an absolute uh, trademark of his like you know he a lot of time he doesn't even look to see their goal chance there if there's an opportunity for point it's banging over the bar you know so um Obviously, Clan will, will probably have their best man marker on him, uh, whether it's going to be Shanley or um, Tom Clancy, you know, one of those. Um, they'll obviously detail him, but they'll have they'll have big numbers back anyway, you know. Um, they won't, Clan won't go away from the system they've been using all year. And Holly, up there, other end. So let's look at, at the Clan attack. Clan don't have a player of the, the ilk of, of Stephen Sherlock. Der Rocher is the top scorer this year, but a lot of his scores have come from freeze. But what was reassuring, I think, for Clan against Douglas... Um, in the semi-final is Sean McAvoy got four points from play Ross Mangan's got two points from play so they combined for six points and they needed to do that because they need to take the pressure off Darrow Shea because if he has an off day Clan can struggle for scores so when you're looking at, at this kind of Kilty attack can they get enough points to win the county enough scores to win the county final on Sunday? Well I suppose if, if, if you look back at the last few county champions as you said you know like Castellan and Brian Hurley uh, the Bears of Stephen Sherlock, you know, Rasa, John Hayes, 
Nemo and Luke Canley, all players who are capable of getting 1-6-1-8 in a county final. Now, you would expect Darrell Shea to get 5-6 points from freeze, but I think on his day, he's probably capable of getting 1-2 from play as well. You know, but he needs he really needs to strike farm. Like he, he is probably the most likely fella they have to get the one seven one eight. But still, you know, you'll have Sam Ryan and, and McAvoy now the next day more than likely. Sam Ryan is like you if you were watching the battle between himself and Brian Hurley, he is very, very quick on his feet. And he was he was doing everything he could in a one-on-one situation and he turned Brian Hurley over and over and Hurley was still good enough to get the scores. But McAvoy's gonna be facing a serious challenge against Sam Ryan. And, you know, Mannix is capable of more than two on his best day. And, you know, the best day is what you need for those three guys. They need to rack up, you know, the two boys need to rack up what they had the last day. Plus, and Darrell Shea needs to contribute more for play. Yeah, well, I'm going to dig into my bag of cliches and say goals mm. win games. And I'm, I'm looking at this kind of guilty attack and they've got four goals in this championship. Three of them came against Island Rovers in that first game. And they got one goal, I think, in the, in the four games since. And that was the last to the Bears. They didn't get a goal against Douglas or, or against or against Duhello. Like I, I know it sounds very simplistic to say, but kind of Kilty would probably need to get one or two goals on Sunday if they have to have a chance of beating the Bears. Can you see where those goals are going to come from in that clan attack? Um, it's not obvious, I suppose, right? Um, even against the three goals they scored against Australian Rovers that day, um, one was a penalty, one was a kickout, a, a pre-rehearsed kickout that we did, which went wrong, and they're first goal they actually scored then was a very good goal. You know, it was a kick pass inside to um, Connor Daly, I think, slipped his man and a good finish. Uh, but apart from that, um, they didn't have a huge amount of chances either, you know, and particularly in any other games after that, they didn't. Um, clan, clan tend to win, clan tend to win uh, low-scoring games rather than high-scoring games, the opposite of the bars, really. So, you know, Clan will be looking to keep the score down. Um, they'll obviously defend well and they'll hope to nick it by a point or two or whatever. Uh, whereas the bars like to shoot the lights out um, and and go on uh, go on big scoring sprees, so um, I think Clan probably will need a goal wherever it'll come from, um, whether whether it's a penalty or whether it's from open play. You know, um, they probably will, um, but I think Clan will be looking to keep the the game a low scoring game anyway um, to stay and to stay in the game as much as they can. Well, we obviously mentioned you mentioned Darrow Shea there as a as a key man for Clan. Who are the other potential match winners or match changers in the Clan lineup? Well, I suppose you were talking about potential goals there. Like Clan's potential goals can really come from their half back line, where you have the likes of Sean White, hopefully the likes of Liam Donovan, even Clancy coming from full back to create that overlap that it might end up with the last pass in the likes of Darrow Shea's hands or Sean McAvoy's hands or even Grimes coming through the middle could create the overlap. But, you know, they are playing with far more width than they were, you know, and it suits them with the likes of the wingbacks that they have. And if they can get that width, like Dermot said earlier, to maybe open spaces towards the middle of the of the bars and defence when they need them, um, it, 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 could, it could happen for them. But, you know, they'll, they'll need patience, but they're going to have to be moving at ferocious pace while they're being patient if they're going to drag that Bears defence around because they have huge physicality in defence as well. Dear uh, just to kind of touch on what Tyler said, their ferocious pace against Douglas, um, Sean White was immense, so was Liam O'Donovan. Uh, Liam came off late in that game with what looked like a hamstring injury and he's, he's a doubt for, for Sunday's final. If Liam O'Donovan is missing for Clan, how much of a blow is that for them? Oh, he's a huge. It would be a huge blow, of course. Um, I mean, he he's an intercounty player. 
before he got his injury, he was one of Cork stars, really, you know, in his debut year. So um, he, any player like that at club level is a massive, massive loss. Um, I suppose they had played a couple of games without him beforehand. So, you know, they will be used to winning even uh, without Liam. Um, and as we mentioned there, you know, maybe if it was a star forward they were missing, they'd probably suffer and feel a little bit more. But they already have a lot of very good defenders, you know. So maybe they won't feel that loss as much. But, um, you know, and... Uh, you know, when you think at their defenders, you know, as we mentioned, they have Shanley, Tom Clancy, Daniel Peake, uh, Lowney plays in the back line from time to time, uh, Sean White, obviously, you know, DC, like they're quality players, every one of them. So, uh, of all places in the field, I think they won't miss him as much as they would in other positions. But at the same time, having said that, he's a quality player, and any club team would miss a player like that. So, we're days away from the final, Holly. And- it's a new experience for, I think, all these clan fellas. Um, Clan's first time back in the final since 09 when, incidentally, they beat the Bars and Clan were managed by Holly O'Neill as well that day. But the Bars are used to the big occasion. It's not too long. Did they won a, won a, 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 a county title. They've been county finalists. They've been county semi-finalists. They're, they're used to the big occasion. So when it comes to next Sunday in Park Creeve, how much will the Bars' experience help them and how much will the Clan's lack of experience? Could that be a... Could hold them back some bit, or could it be a, could this be a factor in the game? Sure, look, I suppose the, the stars do seem to be lining up for Clan. Um, you know, they, they, when they won it last in two thousand and nine, they played the Bears. When they won it last in two thousand and nine, Holly O'Neill and Neil DC were in charge. Their winners from two thousand or nineteen ninety six are going to be honoured at, at halftime. Um, when they won it in two thousand and nine, they had three guys from outside. They had Martin O'Brien and uh, Noel Griffin and McManus up front. This time they have three guys from outside. So there's an awful lot of things that they that they that they might feel are falling into place. Um, but definitely going back to what uh, Dermot was saying there with Liam O'Donovan, like I think the biggest thing with Liam O'Donovan, like if you have Liam O'Donovan and Sean White and the two wings more than likely, they'd be marking two of the bars, big guys or an aerial threat and a physical threat, but the boys might have way too much pace from on the ground, you know? And that could pose a serious threat and a serious attacking threat for Clan if the two of them are there. Um, you know, I'd give Clan a chance. There's no doubt about that. It's a, it's a, it's a 50-50 game. Um, defensively, if they, can, if they can hold Sherlock to freeze, plus maybe, one, if they can hold him to 1-6, maybe, 1-5, one, 1-6, one, you know, the Bears... You know, if McClicker hit farm or hits farm, he had a lot of boys the last day. Possibly he could take up the 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 debt in scoring, but you know, they didn't have a lot of other players that didn't contribute on the scoreboard. So, like that'll be clans number one. If they can hold Sherlock to a, a reasonable, reasonable score, then you're not going to keep him scores, like you said. But if they can hold him, you know, they'd be in the game and the game will end up more low scoring than what it was. And if it's a low scoring game, they are there with a shout. Just enough for a second, Holly. I'm just gonna go back to the Bears and, and um, Clans group game this year. Both teams are already through to the, the knockout stages already. Um, so there wasn't as much on the line except for the team to go through the 100% record. Bears won that day, won, won 12, I think, to 1-5. And that was Bears' lowest score that they put up this year. Sherlock only got 1-2 that day. So does that just show straight away there that that Clan defence, um, even though they didn't win the game, but they still restricted Bears to their lowest score of the championship and Sherlock only got 1-2. So that's something to build on again, is it? It's definitely something to build on. And on top of that, I would say it's often better the devil you know. You know, the clan are playing the bars in the final. They played them in the group stage this year. They played them in the group stage last year. They'll have huge amount of knowledge of the bars and video evidence on the bars. You know, they're getting closer to them all the time. They got an awful hockey last year. 
had it back to seven this year, but just didn't score enough. But knowing Holly O'Neill, he will dissect the bars and they will be, you know, when you lose, you often learn a lot more than when you win. And, you know, from the bars' point of view, they've beaten Clan easily enough the last two games. Could there be that little bit of a, a relaxation mentally that the bars might bring to the game that would give Clan a, a bigger shout? Yeah, but like this week now, it's all about the bars. The bars are the big favourites for, for for Sunday. People expect the bars to win. So, and Clan, like we said earlier, the unexpected finalists didn't get out of the group stage last year, and all of a sudden now they're in a county final this year. Um, so I think they're they're a, a bit ahead of schedule of, of where where they should be. So is the pressure off Clan going into Sunday? Kind of no one outside of their camp or the or the town would expect them to beat the bars. So can they go up there and just give a performance, enjoy their football, and just see what happens? I think they can, and um, I think a team like Clan, with the system they play in that, I think they can take huge comfort and confidence from the way they play because they're so used to it and they're so disciplined and so organised that if they continue just to bring that system, you know, they're not doing anything different, and they're probably going to play in the exact same way. And, you know, that'll take away a lot of the fears and a lot of the nervousness before the game because they're so used to playing this way now they'll carry that into the final again. And, you know, they, they'll hope it'll bring them an awful long way. And it will too. Um, as we said in the group game, you know, they were they managed with their system, they managed to keep the bars down to 112, which is very low. They'll obviously be hoping on the scoring end of it that they can improve, you know. And um, as Holly mentioned, you know, Sherlock is the key there, but um, trying to keep Sherlock down is the key. But um, I think, um, yeah, they, they, you know, they, they, they'll come into it with a reasonable amount of confidence, I think, you know, um, having gone from a position where people weren't, you know, predicting to make the final or whatever, you know. So um, I think they'll be happy enough coming into it. Uh, they shouldn't be too nervous or too overawed by the occasion. Before I ask you for your predictions, just would ask you, Dermot, about, about Mark White as a sweeper-keeper. I haven't hardly touched this in a, on a previous podcast. Um, I remember the game against Ireland. I said the game was 10 minutes old and Mark White took up up the field, but he, he, he took a bit of a tumble and he hobbled back, um, hobbled back between the post and the rest of the game and he didn't venture out after that but as the championship has gone on it's becoming more and more of a potent weapon for 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 Kilty. he was very good against 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 Douglas and um, the last day creating overlaps and that other that or that other option is that another <laughs> another weapon for a clan on on Sunday but at the same time if I'm right I think against against bars in, in the group stage he made a mistake that led to Stephen Sherlock's goal as well so it's about getting it right on the day for Mark White and that sweeper keeper surging up the field. Yeah, I think it's a huge advantage to have a sweeper-keeper like that, um, particularly a player of, of Mark's ability. Um, he was a midfield for Clonard and 21s. Um, I saw him play when he was under 21, and he was a fantastic outfield player, you know, so it's not like they're forcing him to come out. He's a, he's a, he is a very, very good player. Um, and you're right in, in what you're saying. Uh, he was outfield when a pass went astray, and I think it was Sherlock actually lobbed the, uh, the goal in over a few lads' heads or whatever against Clan. But, um, you know, they persisted with it, and, and I completely agree that they should persist with it. I mean, like, can you name an outfield player who hasn't ever made a mistake, you know? So you have to have the confidence to persist with it, because I'm sure they've given up one goal, but I'm sure they've scored, you know, a lot of points have probably come off him from coming out the field and being an extra man. Um, it makes total sense, in particularly the way Clan play, because uh, a lot of their game is... Um, they defend in numbers, but then they attack in massive numbers, like a, a big wave attacking. So, you know, if, if players are just after running 40, 50 yards and they turn over possession, it just makes sense that you utilise a guy who's just been standing there for the last few minutes and he is able to play. So um, I have no doubt they'll continue to persist with it. And, you know, mm -hmm. 
even if another goal went in the next day, I'm sure he'll create a couple of scores as well from the uh, creating the, the overlap of the extra man coming out from the field. But um, it is, it's. I think it's good to see, and it's a, it's a, an underutilized thing in the GA, particularly when uh, players have the ability to come out. So it's prediction time. I'm going to come to you first, Holly. Will the ND scandal be coming back to West Cork on Sunday night, or will it be staying up in the city? Well, I've, I've been tipping the bar since the very start of the championship, even when they were playing in the group game. And I think for this one, you know, they're more balanced than planned. They're more experienced because they've won in 2018. And I think a big thing that we haven't mentioned is they have a better bench than Clan. And Clan's bench is going to be tested seriously, particularly if Liam O'Donovan is out. And when you look at their bench the last day, you know, there weren't too many players came on and made an impact. Whereas the Bears had Commons and Shields and Kean Walsh and maybe two or three more that came on and made the telling influence that, that, uh, that you know, was pushing the, the, the game the Bears way, you know, that the Haven didn't have. Um, on top of that, which kind of made my or makes my decision for me if it if it does happen that Liam Dolman doesn't make it, you know, I I'd be definitely tipping the bars, but Clan Aaron would owe the chance. I would say that Clan Aaron would owe the chance, but it's the bars for me. So Clan Aaron would owe the chance, but Holly's going for the bars. What about you, Dermot? Well, I think the game um it's really a clash of two styles, really, isn't it? It's um the defensive style of clan um allied to their attacking waves and attacking numbers against the more free-flowing bars style of football. Um, I'm going to give Clan a slight um, edge in it. Um, I've, I've been involved with Island Rovers when we played both of them. We actually got much closer to the bars um, than we did against Clan. Now, I know Clan scored three goals against us, but I think Clan with their system, they've been improving the whole time. And I think, as we mentioned several times, if Clan managed to keep Sherlock's scoring rate down, then I think with their system... Um, I think they have a great, great chance. And um, as we mentioned before, the stars seem to be lining up for Clan, you know. And um, I think a system, a well-worked system, and, and, and players that are adhering to it and working hard at it, a system will always overcome individuals, I think. And I think with that, I think Clan, um, I'll give Clan the nod in this. You set the stage perfectly for Sunday. Roll on 3pm and throw and then let the battle commence. Thanks, lads. Right, thanks, Karen. Thanks, Karen. Thanks for listening to the Star Sport Podcast, number one for sport in West Cork. Welcome back to the Star Sport Podcast. So, Kieran, there has been two votes for Clonakilty on this podcast so far. Yourself and Dear McDuggan, Michal Holly O'Sullivan, <laughs> plumping for the bar. So, that's anything to go by. Um, that's another star aligning in your grand theory as to why Clonakilty are going to win on Sunday. Another factor to f- to factor into your theory is that the Clon 96 team are going to be honoured this Sunday as well. Yeah, the Clonic 96 team that beat UCC in that year's final. And Holly O'Neill was a mentor in that team. He's the, he's the man in charge now, and the man who was in charge in the 2009 win. He was involved in um, the 1996 uh, Clon senior football title win as well. And that Clon team will be honoured at halftime in Sunday's Premier Senior Football Championship final. And as far as I know, the Bantry Blues team that won the 95 title will be honoured as well because they, they couldn't have been brought up last year because of COVID regulations and all of that. So that's another West Cork link to this Sunday's action in Parky Cueve. And just for, for any clan listeners, any, any West Cork GA fans out there, if they can, get up to Parky Cueve on, on Sunday and give this clan team some support because um, this clan team is, is on a journey and... They're, this is the first year of Holly O'Neill and, and, and Neil DC, Owen Ryan and Brian Murphy have been have been involved with them. 
and they've got them to a county final. So the building blocks are there for next year and the year after and the year after. So hopefully this is the start of this team's story and not and not just the, the, the end point. And we only have to go back to 2015 when Clan were one game away from losing their county senior football status. They had a terrible year that year. They lost all, all their games, went through to a relegation final against Ahada when it was all on the line. And that year... Um, 84 years of unbroken service of senior football was on the line that year. Holly O'Neill was parachuted back in um, as manager that year after those three championship losses. And he pulled that team together and they got out of it. And now a couple of years on, um, with Holly back in charge, find themselves in a, in a, in a, in a county football final. So just for, for anyone, if, if they can, get up to Parky Creek and watch the game. Um, and if not, I know the Irish Examiner will be broadcasting on, on their stream and that's well worth watching as well. That's a top class, top class product. So um, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully the stars will align. And if they do, the Southern Star will be there to capture it all, Jack. And ahead of the game, Kieran, there's obviously going to be a very special edition of the Southern Star sports section this week, looking ahead to the big game. So what can you tell us about that? So we have a 16-page even big match preview and it is packed with all the news, views, analysis, thoughts from both camps ahead of the game. So there's a a lot of great pieces in there. Um, Donald O'Sullivan chats to Timmy O'Sullivan about the 2009 win against the Bears. I have a piece on how the the Clannacilty under-21 team that dominated the Carberry under-21A football championship from 2013 to 2015 and they won the three in a row. And that team now backbones this senior team. Nine of that, nine of the players involved in that three in a row started in the recent semi-final win against Douglas. So we have a piece on that. We also, also have the thoughts of, of James McCarthy and James Freddy and more on um sorry, Jason Reddy, the Island Rovers manager on, on Sunday's game, and they give us their predictions. We have a piece I've written called There's Something About Holly. And I've chatted to various different people about. Um, Holly O'Neill just to see what it is about this clan man this local butcher who has given clan the cutting edge both as a player and as a manager so I've chatted to Conor Coonan and more about Holly O'Neill um, the, the the press night was on Tuesday night the clan of Kilty press night so we have the news and views of their, their players um, we talked to Paddy Barrett about clan's 2006 county senior football final win um, GA Statsman, anyone who, who follows Matthew Hurley on Twitter or on Instagram knows that Matthew Hurley knows his stats and he's crunched the numbers for us ahead of Sunday's final. So a very good piece by, by Matthew there and that's well worth checking out. Um, obviously, we have the, the Bears angle as well, just see what the Bears are thinking, what's going on in the Bears camp ahead of the big game. And Harley O'Sullivan's column is top class again this week. He's going through the game and he's also drawn on his experience as a manager in, um, for Calgary Rangers where they were in a, a county senior football final back in 2014. And he tells us to, as much as you can plan for different scenarios and so on, you have to expect the unexpected as well. And he just talks about that. So as you can see, Jack, there's a, there's a hell of a lot in, in this 16-page preview. So that's well worth checking out on Thursday. Yeah, and of course, if you can't make it to a shop or if you're living abroad and you want to get the best coverage ahead of Clonakilty's clash with the Bears, you can always subscribe online. Just go to www.southernstar.ie forward slash e-paper and subscribe to the Southern Star on your computer, tablet or smartphone for less than €2 Euro per week. Or if you want to wait until Friday, we have a 50% off black 
Friday sale on subscriptions to the e-paper. So if you want to wait till Friday to pick up your digital subscription and then read about the Clonakilty Bars County Final, feel free to do so because you'll save 50%, which I have to say sounds like a pretty good deal to me, especially considering along with the packed sports section in this week's start, there's also a bumper 128 page Christmas in West Cork magazine. So everything you need to know about spending the perfect Christmas in West Cork. And as I said, all available for less than one euro per week if you wait until the Black Friday sale on Friday. Unsurprisingly. But Kieran, let's wrap up this week's show because we have a lot of other business to attend to. Thanks for listening to the Star Sport Podcast. We'll be back at the same at the same time even next week with all the fallout from Park Equive, hopefully chatting to some victorious Clonakilty players. If you enjoy these shows, please make sure to rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Slán Tomlach.